Arnold. Hey. Noah Beaver. Still isn't here. Caleb Stevenson. He's here. Hey. Abs and a six pack. It's abs in a six pack, and filling in for Noah is what was your name again, Doctor, Professor, Professor Kaizen, Professor Kaizen, and Caleb. Hey, we got Professor Kaizen in studio. How's it going, boys? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Um, no complaints on this end. Yeah, I hear you clinking something around in that glass. What you drinking on, Caleb? Oh, just a little iced coffee right now. Homemade. Like an Irish coffee or just like a straight up coffee? Just a straight up coffee right now. I got to have a little bit of mental clarity today. Got any creamer in there? Oh, yeah. You know it. International Delights Italian Sweet Cream. That actually sounds pretty delicious. It's amazing. Well, good deal. Uh, Today we have Dr. Professor Kaizen. He's going to give us a nice little coronavirus COVID-19 update. And, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about it. So thank you for being here, Professor. Hey, it's it's good to see you guys. It's good to have you on. It's good to have me on the show. Good to talk to you. <laughs> good to talk to you. Um, likewise. Kikewise. Yeah. Likewise. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, pretty much I just wanted to talk to you guys about... Um, how all of this stuff is kind of culminating and kind of the implications that are not being directly discussed in popular media at the moment, kind of as far as like the energetic aspects of it, you know, we're talking about um, astrology. There's some pretty big events that are going to be coming through uh, as far as events in the sky, events in the heavens, and uh, those things fulfilling prophecies that also coincide with the things that we're seeing on the ground here. So uh, have have either of you ever heard of the uh, Hopi prophecy of the blue and the red Kachina stars? I know about the Hopi prophecy. I don't know. And I don't know much about it, but I know of it. I don't know anything about the rest of what you just said. Okay. Um, so um, I'm just going to read here a little bit from uh, the Bibliotheca Pleiades website. Uh, it's www.bibliothecapleiades.net. They got a treasure trove of just like myriad information uh that you can you know research at your at your leisure but uh it says here um the story of the blue kachina hopi prophecy fulfilled uh do you remember back in 1997 hopi elders appeared with dr robert ghost wolf on art bell's coast to coast show and spoke of million spoke to millions of wary listeners around the world as they predicted the coming of the blue and red kachina stars uh known as the blue purifier and the red star kachina that would shortly follow the twins' hail bop. Uh, they spoke about us seeing strange things going on with animals, frogs with six legs, rabbits with four ears, animals being born with both genders, spoke of earth changes, firestorms, and they talked about eight thunders prophecies and the pale prophet. Uh, reading down here a little bit, it Part says... Part of that already came true for sure because of the gay frogs, the yeah. trans frogs. Yeah. yeah. Um, story of the Blue Kachina is a very old story, and this is a quote. Uh I've been aware of this story of the Blue Kachina since I was very young, and I was told the story by the grandfathers who are now between 80 and 108 years of age. 
Frank Waters also wrote uh, Sakwasoa, the Blue Star Kachina in the book of the Hopi. Story came from the grandfather Dan, oldest Hopi. So these are all, you know, oral traditions that have been passed down through the Hopi, the Hopi way for, you know, for. Uh, real, real quick, what was the um, what was the precise Art Bell collar that you're talking about? Um, his name was Doctor Robert Ghost Wolf. He is uh, he's from the Hopi tribe. Um, and Robert Ghost Wolf. It says it's an excerpt from Last Cry, Native American Prophecies, and Tales of the End Times. And he was on Art Bell. Yeah, coast to coast. Um, it says uh, uh, dang, I was gonna I was gonna play a clip of it, but it's two and a half hours, so I'll just link that bad boy in the show notes. Go for it. Um, this this all here is quoted. Um, it was told to me that the first blue kachina would start to be seen at the dances and uh, would make his appearance known to the children of, in the plaza during the night dance. This event would tell us that the end times are very near. Then the blue star kachina would physically appear in our heavens, which would mean that we were in the end times. In the final days, we will look up into the heavens and will witness the return of the two brothers who helped create this world in the birthing time. Papagoya, I might not be pronouncing that right, uh, Pogangoya uh, is the guardian of our North Pole, and his brother, Palongwaya, is the guardian of the South Pole. In the final days, the Blue Star Kachina will come to be his nephew, be with his nephews, and they will return to Earth in its natural rotation, which is counterclockwise. So, already, um, we're, we're coming up with a lot of coinciding elements with biblical prophecy in the book of Revelation, uh, with, you know, with the sun rising in the west and setting in the, or, you know, reversing, rising in the east, setting in the west, being reversed. And, Wait, uh, has that happened yet? No, it's supposed to. It's, okay, uh, I was like, man, yeah. I missed that. <laughs> no, that's, miss uh, that. <laughs> that coincides with the book of Revelation, though the Hopi prophecy does in that way. It also coincides with it um, in a, a lot of other ways. And going to what he's talking about, um, Guardians of the North Pole and the South Pole, um, if you look into... Um, alternate cosmology models. A lot of people theorize that the sun and moon are actually energetic manifestations of our of the uh, of the the toroidal field that the North Pole produces, and also like the aurora borealis are manifestations of that same energy. So you got these two energetic um, orbs manifesting from the toroidal field that move in a perfect tandem with each other. Um, I'm sure you've seen stuff on that before. Are you familiar with the concept I'm talking about? Yeah, I was actually wondering if that ties into Harp at all, because like you have two of the former heads of it when it was still a military installation, and then the the uh, guy that owns it privately now saying they're trying to harness the ionosphere and like transmit energy to and from the ionosphere. Yeah. So is that would they be uh, potentially trying to tap into that same energy like the aurora borealis and stuff you were just talking about? Potentially, I would say so. Um, you know, and the harp as well has to do with, you know, projecting things into the sky on their own. So, I mean, you know, it, it, that goes into chemtrails, that goes into, you know, all kinds of things. The voice of God stuff that we were talking about a little bit ago off the show. Right. Um, so there's a lot of different elements of harp and it definitely does go into that. But, um, you know. One, one other thing you brought up that just a sidebar on it. You're talking about like how the, how, how do you say it again? The prophecy you're talking about? Uh, the, the blue and red Kachina. Yeah. But the, it was like a certain name that it had. Let's see. The, um, I can't pronounce it. Let me look at it. I'm scrolling back up. 
But not just that prophecy and the book of Revelations, but it seems like there's a huge number of religions around the world from thousands of years ago, or at least, if not longer, all never could have come in contact with each other, but they all have a similar prophecy for a quote-unquote apocalypse or end times. Yeah, it's almost like, um, it's and there's a lot of evidence pointing to it being a cyclic event that comes through and happens every so often. And then the people who know about it and are ready for it try to leave signs and signals about right. it. Or yeah, like, like the Hindus talk about like how the universe closes up and opens. It's like a breath in and out. Yeah. Everything gets destroyed. And then it, there's a rebirth. And that's a lot of people like the Graham Hancock types say that's why there's pyramids all over the world. Um, as like something to preserve after an apocalypse. Yeah, um, you've got that. And then you've also got the uh, crowd of thought who takes the action preemptively and uses that as an opportunity to seize control if they can somehow preserve their knowledge or preserve their technology, um, you know, through those events taking place. Because we're talking about coronal mass ejections. We're talking about, you know, all kinds of disruption, you know, earth coronal. events. Yeah, coronal. Uh, and that's how it comes into this. Um, and there's also, uh, anyway, uh, the, the point being, I guess, that I brought all that stuff into is that we're looking at the Comet Atlas coming in. Um, you can already see it in the sky if you're in the right place. Over here in East Tennessee, you can see um, you can see that Comet Atlas over beside the moon around 8 or 9 o'clock at night right now. And it's got a corona around it now. It's, uh, it's pretty bright, and it's supposed to come into its... Uh, it's supposed to come to its most powerful point. It's perihelion by May 31st, it says. Um, and there are people talking about it potentially coming into contact with the sun. You know, it could it could create... If it doesn't directly hit the back of the sun, then people are talking about it coming between the sun and the earth. And, you know, um, even like the tail of this comet is huge. Um, I would have to get exact measurements on that, but like, uh, real quick, I'm looking at uh, space.com, uh, physics.org. So, uh, just the first thing that pops up when you look up comet atlas. It's uh, discovered in 2019. It's C slash 2019 Y4 in parentheses atlas. Mm -hmm. So it's a comet with a near parabolic orbit discovered by the Atlas Survey on the 28th of December 2019. Um, which sidebars right around when the COVID-19 outbreak really got heated up and charged. Around the 22nd of March 2020, the comet started disintegrating. Such fragmentation events are very common common for Kurutz sun grazers, which I guess is a word for something that's going to go by the sun. The comet continues to fade and will not reach naked eye visibility. Uh, orbital period 6,011 years. And then you, I got a bunch of news stories here. Comet Atlas disintegrates into pieces as viewed by the tel Hubble Telescope. Hubble Telescope captures breakup of Comet Atlas, and th that's all from yesterday. So yesterday, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty. That could be good news. It could be bad news too, because if it comes close enough to the Earth, you know, then uh, that that could end up being you know a lot of multiple different impacts rather than one large right. impact. Um, and this is the last bit of information because I know almost nothing about this other than what little tangents I went on to look into it. Right. Um, 
I've heard a couple people on Rogan explain it, but Duncan Trussell gave like a layman's real simple breakdown of the comet COVID-19 theory. Mm-hmm. And it's basically like COVID-19, whether it's a real virus or not, is just a smoke screen because, and this isn't what I believe, this is basically how he parroted the comet COVID-19 theory. Uh, the elites actually don't want on a big scale to kill off most of the population. They want everybody to survive. So this virus is just an excuse to get everybody indoors and sheltered in place just in case the comet like crashes into parts of Earth and would kill way more people if they weren't stuck inside their homes. Right. And also the um, the solar properties, too. If there's a large coronal mass ejection, that could not only knock out electronics, but it could potentially cook a lot of people if they're outside, too. Yeah, and um, even if uh, that would essentially be like a mega EMP, and so if, you know, a third of the world just loses power all of a sudden for an unforeseeable amount of time. Um, First of all, yeah, there's going to be mass unrest, lots of people killing each other. Uh, But then also that part of the world would be totally vulnerable and have no recourse if somebody attacked them or nuked them. Yeah. Um, A couple of other things going off that tangent that are really interesting, Um, not only with the C-19 being the code that is chosen for this comment and coinciding with the, the COVID-19 outbreak, but also ATLAS um, is a, it's an old NASA acronym for a defensive system. It's called the Asteroid Terrestrial Impact Last Alert System. So mm. finding out that it broke up yesterday, um, you know, if, if they had something to do with that and ATLAS was a code potentially you know, sent out through mass media, you know, old spook style, and uh, people took preemptive action that way. I mean, it may have been dealt with, you know what I mean? You don't really hear about that kind of thing at all in the media when they're taken care of under the rug like that. Yeah, if something was going to crash into Earth and kill most of us, like, I would be really, I'd find it really hard to believe that any government agency would just come out and tell the world that. Yeah. But back back to the um, the topic at hand, what would Comet Atlas like? How directly is it tied in with COVID nineteen? If it is tied in, if it is tied in, um, you know, um, comets have always, first of all, been seen as a as a bad omen and a precursor to strife on Earth. Yeah, going um, back for thousands of years. Yeah, and there's a reason for that. I mean, you know, you had um, you know, the Carrington event. You had uh, there was a comet in the sky during the time of uh, the Black Plague. Um, a couple of scientists of the time wrote about it, um, and it says um, here on a website abruptearthchanges.com. I've been I've been looking at some citing here, and um, it says here that uh, the Carrington Solar Storm of 1859, which is very similar to the situation that something passing that close to the earth would cause um it generated ozone at surface levels and it destroys the upper layer of the ozone in our atmosphere so essentially what that does is um, the nitrogen ox dioxide that results from that um it inflames the lining of the lungs and it says uh quote it can reduce immunity to lung infections and can cause problems such as wheezing coughing colds flu and bronchitis uh, coronavirus measures could be used as a perfect cover to keep people indoors out of the sun, take rights, property, and means to travel, and have a story prepared for increased respiratory issues, and just say that the virus is spreading again because people were breaking lockdown rules. 
So uh, COVID would be the perfect cover story if that's the case. Exactly. Yeah. And we're, um, you know, we've got a lot of different reports coming in and people that we know personally that are saying that hospitals are empty. You know, hospitals don't. You have people on TikTok making videos who are hospital workers in their free time. You know, nothing is going on in the hospitals. Um, yeah. Parking it, lots are empty. Nobody's in the emergency rooms. Yeah. It's weird. So, you know. And yet everybody's saying they're packed and understaffed and they don't have the supplies. Yeah. And they don't have the supplies because the supply chains are cut off right now because, you know, <clears throat> there's a. Uh, nobody's buying anything from China. You have a shortage on parts for ventilators. You have a shortage on, you know, medical tubing, uh, pretty much all the little gadgets and gizmos that make this stuff run. Um, so there is part truth to that, but you know, the, the implications are not being shot straight to the public. You know what I mean? Like it's not open up your eyes, man. <laughs> True. Rarely was Dale Gribble ever wrong. He, he was kind of misguided, <laughs> but rarely was he ever completely wrong. <laughs> I yeah. I mean this is always one of my favorites. I am a high priced Washington lobbyist peddling influence. Who wants candy? <laughs> so if so if the COVID nineteen thing's a scam, how many people are aware of it? Because this we've never seen anything like this uh on this level that's globally orchestrated. It would have to be very, very closely guarded and distributed on a need to know basis like most things on that level are yeah you know what so I mean? like even the top who officials might not even know but people like george soros bill gates those guys are in the know more than likely you know and the, yeah and those people have their followers who are in pursuit of their goals you know and using that as a means to attain them so um you've got people that are down with the game you got people who are playing ball you know what i mean uh, it's not it's not as if everyone is completely oblivious to what's going on. You know, that goes into uh, that goes into the lineages and secret society type stuff and the uh, bloodlines and, you know, families of strategists that go along with that kind of uh, world building. You know what I mean? That, yeah. uh, that, go that goes deep. That's a whole different topic. <laughs> but yeah. Whoops. Hit the mic there. <laughs> Sorry about that. Drop kick it. Dropkick. Now you're good. Um, um, yeah, you okay? You brought up Art Bell. Yeah, and this is a tangent, but I've been trying to find a time to use this clip because it's like the classic Area 51 caller calls in. Yeah, and then his whole radio station loses power. And I just love Art Bell. He's he's just like one of the one of the greats. Classic. He was kind of my introduction to a lot of this stuff when I was a kid. Coming into the coming into. Uh, the ability to think outside of the box, kind of, you know yeah. what I mean? And he's, um, like, we did a swap cast with Grimerica not too long ago, and Art Bell has the same talent, where it's like, some of the people Grimerica has on as guests are just batshit insane, way out there. But, yeah. like, they'll, they'll, like, still hear them out, and, you know, and just, like, have a conversation with them, no matter how outrageous the <laughs> guest or the caller is. Yeah. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I, um, I, 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 I don't have a whole lot of uh, time. Um, well, look, let's begin yeah. by finding out whether you're using this line properly or not. Uh, Area 51. Yeah, um, that's right. Were you an employee or are you now? Uh, I, a former employee. Former um, employee. I, I, I was let go on a medical discharge about a week ago. And, and... <laughs> 
Okay, so, so far, what do you think? Does he sound genuinely afraid? He sounds pretty distressed to me. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's... That sounds like, like genuine fear. Yeah, but Area 51 so cliche that it's like, okay, really? Yeah, that's the thing, though. And um, it's... um. You can't hear every, you can't believe everything that you hear, but I've heard a especially lot. Especially on Art Bell. <laughs> yeah, especially. This, this guy, like, first, the first time I heard it, he, I thought he was full of shit, but the further it goes, I'm like, okay, something's going on. About a yeah. week ago, and, and, I, I've kind of been running a, across the country, um, oh man, I don't know where to start, they're, uh, they're, they're, they're gonna... Um, they'll triangulate on this position really, really soon. Um, well, you can't spend a lot of time on the phone, so give us something quick. Okay, um, um, okay, what, what we're thinking of as, as aliens are, they're, uh, they're, they're extra-dimensional beings that an earlier precursor of the, um, space program made contact with. Ding, 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 Nazis. There you go. <laughs> uh, they, they are not what they claim to be. Uh, they have infiltrated a lot of uh, uh, a lot of aspects of, of, of the military establishment, particularly the Area 51. Uh, the, the disasters that are coming, they, the, the military, I'm sorry, the, the government knows about them. And there's a lot of safe areas in this world that they could begin moving the population to now aren't but they're not doing they're not doing anything they are not they want the major population centers wiped out so this ties this is where it ties in with the comet a little bit a little bit yeah and do you remember that thing that i sent you uh, about um captain kramer talking about uh the uh, the reasons why people want an alien invasion or a mock alien invasion to happen. Yeah, that's the one you sent me a while back, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he goes into uh, talking about how they see it as the only way to unite everyone under a mm -hmm. single flag. But, I mean, that's the flag of control, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, Bluebeam, it's like yeah. they, uh, you know, even Warner Von Braun talked about it, and Bluebeam's declassified. It's basically, yeah, like we fake an alien invasion to get the whole world on board to unite under yeah. a global flag. Yeah, under an authority. Um, yeah. It's, uh, I think this call's almost over because it gets cut off. They are not. They want the major population centers wiped out. Georgia so Guidestones. The, the mm -hmm. 500 million. The left will be more easily controllable. Discharge. <laughs> You know, there was a, a couple of years ago, um, if you don't mind me interjecting, yeah, there yeah. was another, um, did you ever see that video that was leaked by the, um, he claimed to be um, a member of the U.S. Army that was detached to NASA to do like a security type stuff, um, but he um, live streamed and leaked a video of him freaking out that was very much in the same lieu of what we're listening to right now, and he was talking about how by the year like 2020 or 2021 the moon was going to be destroyed and then he Whoa, gets raided um, by how do i find this it was on youtube back in the day um i think it got taken down i was trying to find it a minute ago actually but he's freaking out and then he the room gets raided on camera by um a stack of it looks like mps it's like a swat team 
and they, you know, slam his head into the desk and then the video cuts off. And that was circulating for a little for a little bit. Um, and it didn't look like there's any way it could have been staged or fake. It could have been because it was dark. You know, it was a it was just a video of a guy at a computer screen ranting kind of. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't I'm looking now on DuckDuckGo and I'm not quite sure how to find that, but we should definitely find that after this and maybe put it in the show notes or something definitely on the website. i'm looking at youtube right now let me see Dude, youtube's can. so much has just been purged just off been of youtube purged. Like, yeah you be, used to be able to find like countless you know even like uh sandy hook videos like that where like local witnesses are on the news talking to, and like all the inconsistencies and the shady stuff that's been pulled like they were purging they even purged like cbs's own videos whether youtube did it or cbs did it YouTube's just turned into garbage. I'm gonna finish this out. It's it's about done. I I started getting So the entire call's just been dropped. Oh wow! Is this still audio from the? Uh, this is like straight from the AM radio feed. Oh, that's spooky! And then it kicks back in. And I don't feel like Art Bell would have been the guy to just stage that whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> In some way. Something knocked us off the air, and we're on a backup system now. It's uh, government, or I don't know. It has to be <laughs> something, though. Well, did you hear? Now you tell me because you were listening. That was awful strange. There was a really weird guy on the air when it went off. Yeah, real weird out. Like uh, going, sort of, sort of sounding paranoid, schizophrenic, yeah. like crying and everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and how far into the conversation was it when when it went off? Just a couple, about 15, 20 seconds, I'd say. Oh, you oh you guys missed, you really missed a call then, and I've got a feeling somebody didn't want you to hear it. Yeah, because <laughs> um, it was really strange. All of a sudden, I'm hearing Mark Furman, and when I when That's I was right. Well, the network to... the network, of course, went immediately to a backup tape while we tried to figure out what blew up here. Uh huh. So that's what you heard happen. Uh huh. And then we're now on a backup link system uh-huh. uh, to be on the air at all right now. So, well, I'm telling you. Am I on the air right now? You're on the air right now. Well, you all better right. be, yes. <laughs> and uh, Where are you, by the way? I'm in Michigan. Michigan. Okay, I guess that yeah, that's pretty much sums it up. So, what do you think about that entire thing? It's pretty, uh, it's pretty suspect, you know, and... Um, seems exactly like the kind of thing that would happen because it's not hard to intercept and disrupt communications, especially when you're dealing with, you know, with yeah. cell phone technology and radio. Yeah. Of all the years, and Art Bell even said in that clip of all the years he's been on, he's never had that happen. It's yeah. kind of like when uh, Alex Jones had the general on that was like the head of uh, top command at Harp back when it was like a military installation and yeah. hadn't been privatized. And his feed gets cut off right after he's talking about how they can ignite the atmosphere into flames and stuff and manipulate the aurora borealis. 
Yeah, didn't they find out about that kind of as a byproduct of the World War II atom bombs because they had um, they had fears that they were going to ignite the atmosphere when they detonated them? Well, yeah, they um, Operation Starfish Prime and Operation Fishbowl, which lends so much credence to the flat earthers. Yeah, uh, both those were they detonated nuclear bombs and hydrogen bombs in the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. um, it's like, okay, what were you guys trying to do? And what? Why was it called fishbowl? Were you trying to like break out of the dome that's above Earth? Like, what the hell was that? Yeah, it's pretty suspect. Yeah, pretty and also suspect. like, how crazy were these motherfuckers that they were just like blowing up hydrogen nuclear bombs in the atmosphere? Like, oh no, biggie. Willy nilly, not even sure what it was gonna, you know, what it was gonna produce if it would, yeah. if it would ignite the ozone. And these uh, same institutions that gave the green light to that are the ones saying that us driving cars is putting holes in the ozone layer. Yeah, it's very <laughs> ironic. Yeah. And it just demonstrates the amount of mental gymnastics that they're constantly force feeding, you know, through media and through educational institutions and, you know, every facet that people are involved with and exposed to in their everyday American lives. You know, and it really doesn't have anything to do. I'm I'm proud American. Just I'm patriot like everybody else. You know, it's not an anti-American thing at all at heart. But, you know, as far as institutions of you know, the structure of the conglomerate beast that's been built out of all of the, you know, the NATO countries and all of the fucking control of information that's going on in general. It's, it's kind of, it's all to blame. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of a, kind of a tangent. Thing. Yeah. I get why certain things have to remain classified, but at Definitely. a certain point, it's like, okay. You can't, yeah. you can't cast pearls before swine or anything as the old yeah. adage goes, but. Right. But at a certain yeah. point, it's like, okay, if you're admitting you did all this crazy messed up stuff, like, what else are you doing that you're not telling me about? It's like, okay. Yeah. All right. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice. Fool, don't get fooled again. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a direct George Bush quote. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it goes into, uh, it's almost, um, it's very in line with, have you ever heard of the Talmud before? Yeah, I feel like I should know what that is too. The Talmud is, is it um, an ancient text. Yeah, it's uh, it's from Orthodox Judaism. It's from like yes, Zionist yes, Judaism. Yes, yes. Okay. And in the Talmud, they pretty much say that anyone who is not a Zionist Jew is a goy, right? And that means mm -hmm. that hey, glory. Yeah, you know what that means, right? <laughs> I know that. I mean, I don't know what goy means, but I like. Um, Definitely Sam Hyde's Million Dollar Extreme, where they had like a bunch of anti-Jewish stuff. Like they were like, "Hey, goy." Well, a goy is the word that they use for cow. It's a derogatory term. It's like cattle. So okay. anyone, it's like the sheep. It's like when a truther calls somebody a sheep, but they take it to the extreme to where that means that they have the right to subjugate you because There's you're subhuman. Um, there's quotes of people saying heinous shit and justifying it. <laughs> Yeah. By saying that, oh, it's just, it's the Goyam. It's <laughs> the great JQ. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's the kind of attitude that these people have when they're in the, you know, people vest all this power in them and trust them to have the best interest of the public at heart. And then they just run with it. And they're like, oh, you know, actually you're signing your efficacy away. You're signing your own, you're signing your own death warrant by not thinking for yourself and not being preemptive and not taking accountability for yourself you're trusting us to take care of you you fool 
you're worshiping yeah. us to destroy you. Ha ha ha. I win, you lose. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so. this, this fits. There's an old saying in Tennessee. I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee. This says, fool me once. Shame on. Shame on you. It fooled me. We can't get fooled again. <laughs> I, I think someone added in that laugh track. I feel like there's no way that laugh track was in the actual clip. No, I don't believe it was yeah. because he was talking about post 9-11 shit, I yeah. think, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. it, it will take time to restore chaos, but we will. <laughs> now watch <Yeah>. this drive. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back back to comment 19. Yeah. So and please be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> um, going back to the, the the way that that could relate to Bluebeam, though, you know, and, and, go, and going back to the... The biblical text, the Bible, it talks about how there will be signs in the heavens. Wormwood. Uh, yeah. And the blue kachina is speculated to be wormwood. That that lines that is the same entity being discussed in the Hopi prophecy. Um, it also lines up with the Nibiru stuff that you hear about. Um, because it's actually Is that know, Planet X? Yeah, Planet yeah. X. It's yeah. like the uh the sister to our sun. It's right? that's light doesn't hit it, so we can't see it, but it's supposedly past Pluto. Right. And they're saying that this uh, that this comet Atlas is supposed to pass um, between. Uh, it's supposed to pass very very close to the Earth. It could potentially pass between the Moon and the Earth, and then it might hit the back of the Sun. If it hits the back of the Sun, then that's where we see the coronal mass ejection and all of the issues that that brings. But even the uh, we're in a grand solar minimum right now, and even the energetic fluctuations that that causes um, could potentially be producing some of the effects that are being blamed for Corona. Revelation 6, verse 12 through 15 here. And I beheld when he had opened the six, this King James version, by the way, I mean, come on, King James. Yeah. <laughs> and I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal and lo, there was a great earthquake, earthquake, earthquake. <laughs> Earthquake. Earthquake. There was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood. Which, by the way, um, like in the Dark Ages, there's text written about that. Yeah. Um, similar things happening. So it goes back to what you're saying, how it might be a cyclical thing. The Red Kachina, too. You've got um, yeah. the Red Destroyer that follows the Blue uh, Prophet, the Blue the blue Kachina. Yeah. And... uh. And the sun became black as sackcloth, and the moon became as blood. And the stars of heaven fell unto the earth, even as a big tree casteth her untimely figs, when she is shaken of a mighty wind. And the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. And the kings of earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and every bondman and every free man hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks and the mountains. The elites in their bunkers, man. Yeah. We'll drag them out and eat them. We'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> and said to the mountains and rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne. From the wrath of the lamb. And this apparently was not anything to do with Wormwood, which I was looking for, so... Sorry for that waste of time. No, but that coincides. I mean, everything in the book of Revelation coincides with things going on. You yeah. know, um, you've got that. You've got uh, people seeking death, but they do not find it. Um, I, as far as my interpretation of that goes, 
Um, you've got ridiculous amounts. You've got record-breaking amounts of people with depression and people with nihilistic worldviews. Um, you know, you've got so that that you know, seeking death will not find it. You've got the uh, all the shit with Bill Gates and his injection, wanting to shoot people up with that Mark the Beast shit. And um, you know, he ain't taking that shot. Oh hell no. Or he might, he might, he might, he might already be, who knows, he might be down with the program, but you know, it's all about who's, he's in control of it though, you know, so he could be getting all his, uh, all his adrenochrome injections via nanomachine while he's hitting the kill code switch for the bad thinkers, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> well said. <laughs> JS. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm, I think it's actually Revelations 8, not 6, so yeah. ignore that 6 part I just read. Uh, Revelations 8.10 And the third angel sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven, burning as if it were a lamp. And it fell upon a third of the rivers, and upon a third of the fountains and of the waters. And the name of this star is called Wormwood. And a third of the part of the waters became Wormwood, and many died of the waters because they were made bitter. Which is kind of vague, but... um. And then it, it goes on to say that, like, the star darkened the skies and the day shone not for a third part of it and the night likewise. And more angels sounding trumpets. So that's the, the I mean, like most of the Bible, but especially Revelation, it's hard to tell, like, okay, so what's hyperbolic, what's literal, what's a metaphor? But that definitely sounds like a comet. I mean, right? Yeah, definitely. And, um... The waters being made bitter. I've heard that speculated to be um, the effects of radiation from space, or maybe even um, maybe even you know disease that comes from from out there as well. Um, because you know they find all kinds of different life in space. They find germs. They find you know other viruses. They find all kinds of stuff. Um, yeah, it was McKenna's theory about the. Uh that mushrooms as a whole like came from an came from space like an asteroid <laughs> yeah i heard and, uh, that which is like not just like the psilocybin mushrooms but like even the mycelium that like basically facilitate all life in the soil and they're like a hive like one giant organism like with a crazy hive mind yeah mushrooms oh. are weird neither plant they're neither vegetable nor animal i guess yeah Another thing that this coincides with is um, something called the worm moon. Uh, it's a supermoon event. Uh, it happens three times in 2020. So there's your, there's your three. How often does it happen? Uh, it says, let's look at this. Full, full worm moon? Is that what it is? Yeah. It says uh, March's full moon called the full worm moon reaches. First, yeah, first full moon of March. Yeah. So you've got one in March. You've got one in April on the 7th, and you've got one on May 7th. Okay, well. according to kidzone.ws, which I guess is an educational children's site, it's called the worm moon because the ground begins to thaw and the earthworms reappear, soon to be followed by the return of robins who eat those worms. Soon to be followed by robins, yeah. which are classically depicted as being red. Interesting. Red, that Robin, red, symbolism, yep. red symbolism and your sevens are there too and there's a lot of i mean there's a lot of codes in this stuff if you look for it um super moon is the popular nickname given to a full moon that coincides with uh perigee which is the point of the moon's orbit of earth where it's at closest to our planet 
Oh, so. that remi- okay. So that reminded me. You talking about the symbology? What the hell is going on with globally and all the news stories and all the death reports with what the WHO is doing from Israel to China to the United States to Canada to Australia? Everybody, Japan, every news. It's like thirty-three people dead, or thirty-three thousand people infected, or thirty-three thousand three hundred and thirty-three people uh, contract coronavirus, or like, um, you know. Uh, 33 new potential cures for coronavirus. There's literally thousands and thousands of articles and documents with 33 all around COVID-19. I'm glad that you brought that up because there's a lot of confusion about the 33 thing. You know, you've got the 33rd degree of Freemasonry. You've got, um, you know, things happening in threes. You've got triune. Um, but it's not just a coincidence that everything about Corona's 33, right? Is it code, like some kind of messaging? Yes, absolutely. Um, what that is taken from is uh, before the time of Pythagoras, I think it was in Sumeria, um, th- there were different sets of, there were different numerical sets that people would do, you know, do mathematics with. The 10 number set of numbers is not the end all and be all, and it's not the only numerical alphabet, so to speak. There is also one that is much more precise, um, a much more precise mathematical system that deals with sets of sixes. Um, so that is one of the things that um, that all of the gematria, true gematria, um, most sacred geometry in general is actually done with a six number set and not with a 10 number set. Um, it could also be done with a nine number set as well, but it's not as precise as the six number set. So. For example, you would have A, B, C, D, E, F. That would be your six. And then um, G would be five. Uh, H would be four. Oh, so it goes up to six and then counts back and down then counts to one backwards and then goes and back, back up. up again. Okay. Yeah, and that's how you derive your numerical codes. And that's how you put your, me- you, know, you you cipher it that way, essentially. Yeah, Hebrew's like real big on that, right? Because each mm-hmm. letter is a number also. and yeah. Yeah, any sort of like uh, any sort of scrying language or uh, angelic language like that, so to speak, is going to have numerical uh, correspondence with it. Um, but the thirty-three is symbolic. One of the things that it's symbolic of is the uh, the six-number uh, mathematical set to do advanced gematria with. So, what is why is it popping up? And it's not just like a lot; it's like everywhere. So, yeah, and especially around COVID. Like even Trump's talking about like 33 and he'll throw it into the middle of a sentence and it has nothing to do with anything. He'll just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then 33 and then continue. It's like, what's going on? The way that I'm interpreting this right now is that it is telling people who are initiated into that. People who are initiated into the know, people who know what's going on, who are on the inside. It's telling them that everything is orchestrated and in conjunction with each other that there's a master plan that you know things are going as planned and the people who are subservient to that it's time for them to hunker down and just kind of do what they're supposed to do you know be ready for other things to happen um so it's all it's signaling be a negative signal or is it maybe good people are using it as signaling too or how i don't know it would be signaling for people to get ready to play their part right yeah. Okay. There's really no good or bad way. That's a that's a huge dichotomy, and that's a weird thing to get into because there are actually different factions. There are a lot of different factions at work here. 
you know, on multiple levels. So even people who are aware of higher knowledge and aware of higher mathematics and things like that, they're not necessarily involved with the things going on, but that's the way that wizards, for lack of a better word, you know, people who are initiated into higher knowledge, that's the way they communicate. That's the way that the energy is interfaced with in this realm. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I, yeah. Yeah. In a lot of ways that makes sense. It's definitely noticeable though. Yeah. Absolutely. It would take... I, I saw a Twitter thread of screenshots of articles, and every screenshot had, like, you know, five or six articles in it, four pictures per tweet, and somebody just made a thread over the course of a couple of days, and it literally was hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of articles that all had variations of 33, 33,000, 333,000, uh, 30,000 and 33 people. It's like... And it was all COVID articles. And, yeah. like, by the end of it, I was just like, oh, my God. It's like not... It was... I can't even describe how many it was. It was insane. Yeah. Um, have you have you seen? Are you familiar with Gray State, the movie Gray State that was supposed to be mm-hmm. made and then it was never made? Um, oh, that's probably, that's probably why I'm not familiar with. It. Well, it's it's kind of a big deal. Gray State was made by this. Um, I forget who it was made by, which is horrible uh, because I've seen just, Red State. Um, Gray State is about the totalitarian takeover of our world through exactly the same means that we're talking about. And um, there's it was, a documentary on Netflix called A Gray State. Came out in 2017. 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Let me see. A Gray State. It's not the original. That's not the same thing. A okay. Gray State is a different thing. Copycat. I am looking it up right now. Whatever happened to the movie Gray State? Yeah. Oh, uh, Gray State, uh, Behind a Filmmaker's Madness. This is just an excerpt from it, but it says, uh, but despite signs of progress, the film never happened. Mr. Crowley, I'm assuming the creator, director, was found dead in January 15, 2015, along with his wife and daughter. What police concluded was a double homicide and then suicide. Shot his family, then himself. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, People think that it was a hit. People think that he was murdered. Um, Here's your synopsis that I've got pulled up here. Um, Under the official concept trailer on YouTube, you can find it. Gray State official concept trailer. Um, The world reels with the turmoil of war, geological disaster, and economic collapse while Americans continue to submerge themselves in illusions of safety and immunity. While rights are sold for security, the federal government, swollen with power, begins a systematic takeover of liberty in order to bring about a new world order. Americans quarantined to militarized districts become a population ripe for tyrannical control. Fear-mongering, terrorism, police state, martial law, war arrest, internment, hunger, oppression, violence, resistance. These are the new terms by which Americans define their existence. Neighbor is turned against neighbor as the value of the dollar plunges to zero. Food supplies are depleted, and everyone is a terrorist suspect. There are, <laughs> that sounds about right. Dude, yes. Uh, there are arrests, disappearances, bioattacks, public executions of those even suspected of dissent, even rumors of concentration camps on American soil. This is the backdrop of the unfolding story of resistance. American militias pair, prepare for guerrilla warfare. Mass defections from military as true patriots attempt to rally around the Constitution and defend liberty, preparing a national insurgency against federal forces, knowing full well this will be the last time in history the oppressed will be capable of organized resistance. It's a time of transition, shifting alliance, mass awakening, and mass execution. 
It's an impending storm, an iron gray mount morning that puts into effect decades of. It sounds over- like a documentary more than a fictional. That's what everybody that's yeah. ever seen the trailer did, or any of the concepts. Did the guy do any other work before he uh, kicked the bucket? Let's find out. Uh, he was a huge activist. He he was talking. I mean, this was a, a a love project. You know what I mean? This was a this was a this was his baby. Um, I'm looking it up right now. But in, the thing. While you're looking it up um, in the morning, this is a classic, you know, from 12 or 13 years ago. One of the no agenda staples fits in. Fear is freedom. Subjugation is liberation. Contradiction is truth. Those are the facts of this world. And you will all surrender to them. You pigs in human clothing. (laughs) (sighs) The only part missing from that was the boot boots marching in the background like it's crazy um the way that all of this coincides with the things that were going on though i mean it's no wonder that it was taken down with such hostility that it was you know what i mean yeah Um, hey we still have this um very long clip that you sent me you want to uh start trying to get through some of it let's preface that first because it does it does go into what we're talking about um the amount of unrest that we're seeing on a global scale right now um, is obviously, you know, contrived. It's obviously being catalyzed by multiple factions. Um, the media being the, a big part. Yeah. And, you know, everybody's pointing fingers. Every, you know, China wants to blame the U.S. The U.S. wants to blame China for the whole Wuhan thing. Um and at the same time, you've got American citizens who are getting fed up with just being stomped on the throat by the government, you know, with these rigid, you know, downright draconian in some places laws that we're seeing take effect. Some of them do, but I, know, I have friends and family that are uh, just like all in on it, don't see any problem, think the authoritarianism is great. I mean, uh, somebody else said it, but it's true. I can't remember who said this, but not wearing a mask out in public is the new MAGA hat. Yeah. You have citizens like calling the Stasi's on other citizens for being outside their house in their yard playing with their kids. It's madness. It's, yeah. they're, they're already starting to snitch, and there's not even a huge shortage on the food yet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but whether um, that that kind of sets the stage for a tricky situation, though, because China has been in Mexico for a while. They've got military presence in Mexico, right? So. In the case that we do have some things start popping up in the U.S. as far as people getting fed up with the bootlicking and, you know, people decide to get hostile, make a little bit of noise and display their displeasure, that would create a perfect opportunity for China to come in preemptively while everybody is divided on the inside. You know, a nation divided is easily conquered. If the, if, if the whole... If the whole stack of sticks is held together, it's not easily broken, you know? That's the thing that kind of concerns me the most about the whole situation is that it's it's like we're in a catch-22 right now. You know, we can either take it from one end or we can take it from the other. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, it's really just a... a <sighs> it's, it's really just waiting to see which shoe drops first because if... If the U.S. was to go to war with China, that would kind of potentially bring everybody together against a common enemy and subvert, you know, the whole civil issue in our country. 
Yeah. If I know, it, like our most of our military and everything are patriotic, for the most part. But if like China doesn't just own most of our debt, they own pretty much all of our media, Hollywood. Um, they own like thirty eight percent of our farmland too. Yeah. So I just don't see. I honestly feel like a good 30 to 50% of the population would be on China's side just because like CNN and MSNBC and even Fox News, CBS, like they'd all be taking China's side on it. Making all, them out like, to be the hero. Yeah, China's already gotten, exactly, yeah. So that's a big problem. And then also, if this COVID-19, which I think it was, if it was made in a lab, this is just a little trial run. They got actual bioweapons that mm -hmm. could actually do some damage yeah um and then like i don't even think it would get to the nukes like people are saying like you know it'd be a hot nuclear war if we go against china but i th honestly think it'd be way more biological weapons and that kind of stuff i've heard leaks that um a good percentage of the test kits that came out of china were contaminated as well so yeah, people who that's went, even been mainstream news now yeah they sent like bunches of them to the u.s and especially uk mm-hmm yeah, there's been a lot of people that tested negative for the virus, and then two days later, they test positive for it. It's like, hmm, might be one of those Chinese test kits. And this is just another one of those things that lines up with the biblical side of this, too, is that, you know, you've got your wars and your rumors of wars. Because it's already, um, as as the uh, the video says that I linked to you from Bear Independent, um, it's already been a war. It's already been a cold war. The U.S. has been involved with proxy wars with China since the 50s you know, with Korea and yeah. So, I mean, the fact that it's going, it's escalating to the point where it's economic and, you know, the step after that is, you know, sanctions and then hostility. Um, I don't want to sidebar too hard on this cause we got to get to your clip, but yeah. Um, what do you make of Kim Jong-un supposedly dying? Do you think he was poisoned? Do you think he was killed? Do you think he's still alive? Because that was one of China's major chess pieces against us was North Korea. Was there a regime change there I don't for know. us or for China? Or I've, I saw something about him being spotted on a train a couple of days ago. <laughs> um, but I really am not very caught up on the North Korea side of things right now. Yeah. It, well, it's always used as like a, a bargaining chip with China against us. Like, it's always been assumed that the Kim dynasty was controlled by China. Yeah. And they used it as like a proxy army against us, kind of like we used Syria against Russia. Right. Um, or like not even proxy army, but like a, a like a wild card threat. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's why it was like, you know, everybody, Clinton, Bush, Obama, even before that Reagan, Jimmy Carter, they couldn't make peace with North Korea. And then Trump seemingly does it, you know, in his first year, year and a half as president. Um, I don't know. It's it seems like there's big power plays going on even in North Korea. But it sounds like China might be uh, coming out on the good end of that, like benefiting them because they got that uh, girl taken over now. Yeah. And Kim and Trump and Dennis Rodman were pretty tight. So. Yeah. <laughs> OK, you want uh, All right, I didn't mean quick. to go off on that. Okay. Go for it. Good. Excuse me. On the left over here, we have individuals who are religious fund. Oh, before we, you want to give a little specific background to this before we start it. Oh yeah. Um, this is a different clip than what I thought it was initially. Okay, so this is a leaked clip from the DoD um, around 2007. It was uh, a talk that I believe DARPA was given. Um, 
it is about the ability to vaccinate people and therefore turn off the area of the brain that interacts with higher consciousness. There is a region of your brain, there's actually scans in the video component of the audio that we're listening to where they're bringing up slideshows and showing tests where they've given people this vaccine and they- I'll link the video too in the show notes so people can follow along and watch it. Yeah, um, they are specifically targeting the part of your brain that processes um, religion and religious texts and spirituality. Um, when they give people the fun vax that you're going to be hearing about, it essentially makes them react to religious texts and spiritual things with disgust, things that they formerly found comforting and pleasant. And they developed this technology under the guise of using it to combat Islamic terrorism in the Middle East. So they would spray this stuff over a wide population, and then it would make people far less likely to go and blow themselves up in the middle of a town square, you know, according to what they were developing it for. Um, But it's also uh, shown to make pretty much everybody react the same way, regardless of their religion. Um, And it can also, it has effects a lot like fluoride does. It makes you more docile, more subservient, more. Yeah. That's why, even though you can read it in like old historical textbooks, they've taken it out of all the current ones. But uh, even Encyclopedia Britannica had it for a while where it was like Hitler and then Stalin in the gulags. They all put fluoride in the water of the concentration camps to make the people more docile. Yeah. But then if you like talk to certain people about why it's in our water now, they're like, well, it's for your teeth. Right. And the the funny thing about what we're about to listen to is there are um, documents as well. There are declassified documents that are included along with the video. There's four or five minutes of just reading documents. It's scrolling down them. Uh, we can read some excerpts if need be. Uh, but it talks about the vectors that the virus would take and um, the kinds of trials that they did. And the way that they were planning to execute the fun vax was to use either the common cold, which is the rhinovirus, or they were going to use like an influenza type virus, which, I mean, that's a huge red flag considering the things that we're seeing in the world right now as well. Yeah. Um, and I'm about to start it, but it, it operates on, you said it like um, shuts down like the part of your brain registered with spirituality and stuff. Would that be the pineal gland or is that a, another part of the brain they're talking about? No, it's not the pineal gland, but it would, it would render you incapable of using the pineal gland. The pineal gland is what's responsible for seeing, DMT. Yeah. Uh, DMT, <laughs> but also you use your pineal gland when you're detecting patterns. Um, when you are, you know, seeing, the fractals of life for lack of a better term. You know what I mean? When you're putting yeah. pieces together, you're having synchronicities. That's your pineal gland, you know, engaging. Um, this, however, it's in another hemisphere of the brain. Hold on. It's in the anterior, uh, the right middle frontal gyrus and the anterior, the anterior insula is the parts of the brain that it is targeting. Okay. Um, yeah. I'll, uh, we can go ahead and listen to a minute or two of it and then just let me know if you want me to pause it. Go for it. Excuse me, on the left over here, we have individuals who are religious fun- fundamentalists, religious fanatics, and this is the expression, uh, RT-PCR, real-time PCR uh, expression of the VMAT2 gene. Over here, 
We have so can, can you stop that for so, a second? So, Just one so second. Let, let me yeah. complete. So over uh, the VMAT2 gene, by the way, is the gene that is found in pretty much anybody that is not an atheist. So anyone who has a connection with a connection with higher consciousness or has spiritual or religious beliefs is highly likely to have an elevated um elevated activity of the VMAT2 gene in the human genome. Uh, huh. Continue. Time PCR uh, expression of the VMAT2 gene. Over here, Doctor, we have individuals. So, so, so let, let me come. <laughs> so right away, there's a guy in the audience going, I don't want to put holes in your theory there. It's like 15 <laughs> seconds in, somebody's already heckling him. Yeah. Over here, Doctor, we have individuals. In so, so, so let, let me complete. So over here, we have uh, individuals who are not particularly uh, fundamentalists, not particularly religious, and you can see there's a, a much reduced uh, expression of, of this particular gene, the, the VMAT2 uh, gene. Uh, another evidence that, that supports our, our hypothesis for the development of, of, of this um, approach. Uh, so what you're what suggesting you see here is by, by, by spreading this virus, we're going to eliminate individuals from donning on a bomb vest and going into a market and blowing up the market. So our, our hypothesis is that these are fanatical people, uh, that they have overexpression of the VMAT2 gene and that by vaccinating them against this, we'll eliminate this behavior. Uh, so we have some... So he's straight up admitting that vaccines can be used as mind control. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Some very, very uh, remarkable data in this next slide. Uh, here we have... He talks exactly like Bill Gates does, too. And Jordy Rose, too. <laughs> two uh, brain scans. These are fMRIs. Uh, these are two different individuals with different levels of expression of VMAT2. Uh, on top uh, is an individual who's a religious fanatic and individual, and we've repeated this numerous times, that, that uh, has uh, high levels of VMAT2. Now... Um, this individual down here, who had low levels of the VMAT2 gene, this individual would uh, self-describe as, as, as not particularly religious. In, in each case, uh, these individuals were, were read a religious text. Uh, this individual uh, light lit up um, the, the right middle frontal gyrus, uh, shown here. And uh, that's a part of the brain that's associated with theory of mind. Uh, it's a part of the brain that, that uh, has to do with intents and, and beliefs and, and desires. Uh, in contrast, in marked contrast, here's an individual who would uh, not particularly uh, self-describe as, as religious. And when they're read a religious text, <clears throat> what you see is that this part of the brain called the anterior insula lights up. This is a part of the brain that's associated with, with disgust or displeasure on hearing something. Uh, so you're suggesting I take a CT scan with me when I'm uh, evaluating people to determine whether I put a bullet in their head? So, so um, the, the data that I'm presenting here uh, supports uh, the, the concept that, that we're proposing. Uh, and I think that uh, we would not propose to do uh, CT scans or fMRIs on, on individuals out in the hinterlands of, of Afghanistan. The virus would immunize against this VMAT2 gene. Just to pause it real quick, he keeps 
seeming like he's talking about the same thing, but he calls it a virus and then he calls it a vaccine and then he calls it a virus again and then he calls it a vaccine. So what is it? Is it a virus or is it a vaccine? That's both. Okay. Um, yeah. Be- because, kind of like most vaccines. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> you know, it reminds me a lot of the, uh, the insufflated vaccine for the flu from when we were kids, the experimental one, they had you snort and it was a live virus. And it made you sick as fuck for a year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they vax, like people that say like you should get all your vaccines and all vaccines are great. I always like to point out there used to be a vaccine for against cigarettes. <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, let, let me Google it right now. So I'm, pr- I'm going from memory, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't even a vaccine to get you to stop smoking cigarettes. It was billed as a vaccine and it was a vaccine to make smoking cigarettes safer. Interesting. So they're actually messing with the genome of your body at that point because they could target they, that's completely different because yeah, whoa. That's Wait a minute. insane. This is like from last month. No, this a, is from this month. Wall Street Journal, Big Tobacco joins race for coronavirus vaccine. Oh. So that's weird. That's not what I was looking for. Um Ah, here we go. It's a .gov website, so you know it's legit. <laughs> NIH.gov, vaccines to combat smoking. There's been more than one. I'll link that in the show notes. But yeah, anyways, it's it's bullshit. <laughs> uh, okay, we can finish this up. Unless you had anything to add there. No, let's go ahead. And that would, would have the effect that you see here, which is it's essentially to turn a fanatic into a, a, a normal person. And we think that will have major effects in the Middle East. How would you suggest that this is going to be dispersed, the aerosol? Well, so, so the, the present... Uh... Wait, did that guy just say thimerosal? Yeah, he said, um, how do you propose that this would be dispersed via aerosol? Oh, aerosol. I thought he said yeah. thimerosal, and I was like, that's a mercury-based adjective. In the Middle East. How would you suggest that this is going to be dispersed, the aerosol? Aerosol, Well, so, right. so the, the present uh, plan and the tests that we've done so far um, have used uh, uh, respiratory viruses, uh, such as flu or, or uh, rhinoviruses, and uh, we believe that that's a satisfactory way to get the exposure of the largest uh, part of the population. Most of us, of course, have, ha- have been exposed to both of those viruses. Now hold on for and, one second. And- yeah, okay, I might have to back that up a couple seconds. So he, his, his proposal is, even though he just wants to do this to stop terrorists, is just to spread the virus everywhere? Yeah, and eradicate, because, yeah, yeah, because, you know, People having people believing in anything other than you know Darwinian evolution and it's you, motherfucker. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's evil. And I know. bet he believes in something. Oh yeah, probably a, something dark. But another thing is, how in the fuck do they get people to give up? That you know, people who op- they obviously have done field tests on this. It's noted in the documents that are listed as well. I guarantee you, the people that went in to be tested with this shit did not go willingly. Who in the fuck is oh, they, gonna... like a like for MK Ultra? Like they told you know, you know, really low ranking thousands of really low ranking military people, like privates that just joined the army. Like, yeah, we want to, to use you for an experimental new cure to the common cold, and then they dosed him with like five hundred times the standard amount of LSD and messed him up for life. It's like they don't yeah. tell you what you're getting into. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, I'm thinking this guy is probably has some kind of religion. <laughs> or at least the people he works for, for sure, do. And he's kind of like, you know, Jack Dorsey and Steve Jobs and Bill Gates and, you know, the head of Google, Tim Cook, the head of Apple. I mean, these guys 
all push all this smartphones and everything, but they all put tape over their camera on their laptop and they all um, don't let their kids use the smartphones. They don't use their iPads and they all are into meditation and spirituality and stuff. Yeah. But you know, it's, I'm thinking it's the same thing with these DARPA assholes. Yeah. A way to get the exposure of the largest uh, part of the population. Most of us, of course, have, ha have been exposed to both of those viruses. And, and we're, we're quite confident that, that this will be a, a, a very successful uh, approach. This is fascinating. What's the name of this proposal? Yeah, so, so the name of this project is FunVax, which is the vaccine for religious fundamentalism. And you have a proposal already? Fun the bats. proposal uh, has just been submitted, <laughs> and I think that the data that I have shown I can just see the animated little smiley face. Uh, the the <laughs> development of, of this project, and we think it has great promise. Yay. Okay, so that reminds me of another clip that I'm going to play, if I can find it. If I can find it. We This was for, back from the Bill Gates podcast, but by God, dude, this is... Uh, this what is what we do, man. We're connecting dots. <laughs> Everything that guy said just made me think of this the entire time. This is, this is old school. This is like, you know, it's probably like 2006 Alex Jones or something, if I had to guess. They have, they have flatulence taxes now in Australia and Canada. What? There it is. Australia's <laughs> carbon police may enter premises. That doesn't mean they may, like they have the power. It, it doesn't mean they may come. It means they may. They say they have that power. And it just goes on. I know that was all over the Australian news. So uh, they tax flatulence of animals. They tax the carbon dioxide that comes out of plants. And I've seen Bill Gates. I've played the clip. And I've seen the New York Times. In fact, Google New York Times a tax to breathe or paying to breathe. And they said, yeah. See, they take something absurd and go, yeah, we are going to tax you to breathe. It's for the earth. And I've seen Bill Gates say, in that little uh, yuppie voice, and then what we need to do is... <laughs> okay, this right here is what remind that guy reminded me of. <laughs> he reminded me not even as much of Bill Gates, but Alex Jones' impression of Bill Gates. It's <laughs> spot on. Mm, get this graph down to zero on carbon dioxide being output on the Earth. How are we going to do that? Well, humans are the main thing, and we, we put out individually this amount at the TED conference. What do you think about that? Everybody goes, ah, and he goes, that's right. We've got to get this down to zero. And he puts his clicker and puts an image of a human up there. And all the little anti-human control freaks you know, that mommy never disciplined, like, get off on the thrill of, ah, 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 we're going to kill everybody. And Gates laughs with, mm, and, and then there's a, I should do a special newscast on this on the nightly news, where I just show a little giggling about killing us. The giggling about killing us at TED conference. The giggling about killing us at another conference where he said, if you, okay, mm -hmm, wise old Nellies that rule us. If we um, get rid of grandma and don't give her end of life care, we hire 10 teachers. What do you think about that? And everybody's like, oh yeah. He actually uh, said that too. I mean, it's just like scum, Nazi filth, trash, garbage, maggots. We you're all ruled by little chicken neck Nellies going, uh, kill everybody. I get off when I talk about t cutting people's power off. I'm a Nelly. Uh, ah, yeah, yeah. 
just simpering control freaks in big nerd packs, taking everything over, ruling everything, becoming police officers with weapons, tasering us for fun. I've had it with control freaks and scum! You people are cancer! <sighs> Alright, I'm not in a good mood now. I just I start, I start thinking about Bill Gates up there, that little chicken neck. Hopping her now, a little murdering eugenicist. You know how he walked like, like a demonic elf. Hey, Bill Gates! I'm going to shoot you up with something that's going to kill you down in the hammer. How's a 30-year death from gut disease sound, African children? Roll up the sleeves! <laughs> okay. He goes on, but yeah, okay, so was that not word, like, word for word, basically the same guy? <laughs> it's pretty damn close, and you know they all hang out together, too. They're all parts, and they all run in the same circles. Oh, yeah, Bill Gates, Soros, they got all that DARPA money coming in for DARPA. They love it. Mm -hmm. Kissing cousins. Oh, man, so what else about the COVID comment? Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention, we briefly stopped recording because Caleb's Skype acted up. So if you're wondering why Caleb's been so quiet, it's because about 15 minutes in, uh, he left <laughs> after we had paused. So I should have just kept some kayfabe going that Caleb was here the whole time and he was just not into the topic. Right. I think the biggest thing to draw from all of this is that regardless of what the big picture is going on everybody's got a feeling that things are not right and that we're being lied to obviously and that there are seriously a lot of elements kind of vying for control of this situation because they see a good opportunity and the way that it all coincides with multiple prophecies that have been around for centuries is uncanny and it's worth, yeah. you know, it's worth bearing in mind. It's worth noting. Um, yeah, the, the as far as prophecies go, like the mark of the beast won't be able to buy or sell without it. Global government that was all predicted like 2,000 years ago. That's the hardest one to ignore for me. Yeah. And the fact that the virus is going to be used, if Bill Gates and the WHO and people like that get their way, the, the virus itself is going to be used to usher that in. Yeah. Can't leave the house without your shot and your microchip, bud. Yeah. Hell with that. So many things line up down to the most minute details. So I think the biggest thing that we draw from that is to you know, kind of spread, spread awareness of the coincidences in the way that, uh, well, it's not a coincidence. It coincides, but there's no coincidence. Coincid you know, it's, conspir it's conspiratorial. It's a conspiracy fact. You know, you hear conspiracy theory thrown around a lot, and I'm kind of lifting this term here, but conspiracy facts and coincidence theories is more of the, realistic way to look yeah. at it you know what i mean well yeah just the even without the word theory the term conspiracy has been just bastardized so much because the social engineers are so good at you know manipulating language that just the word conspiracy it's automatically implied that it's just a theory even yeah. though people get arrested on legal conspiracy charges every day like as soon as you think conspiracy or at least most people they just immediately assume it's like, oh, it's just a theory or that's just tinfoil hat yeah, nut job shit. Yeah, but yeah. no, it's like, <laughs> yeah, they, the social engineers have really done a good job with that shit. But I, I ran this by Noah and Caleb when we did our Bill Gates episode. Maybe you'll like it better than they did. They weren't amused. But I was thinking, like, what if, what if, uh, actually, the example I used was Pat Militich because we had just had him on the show. And he said, like, if you try to give me or my family a 
forced vaccine for COVID-19, I will flat out shoot you in the fucking face. He's the UFC. I'll, actually, I, I probably have that. I probably have that. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. I will I flat mean, out shoot you in the fucking face. Yeah. So it, And then he also said, like, we need to, somebody needs to find Bill Gates and hold him down and vaccinate him. <laughs> so why would anybody have a problem with those things <laughs> well that's not the part they did okay so anyways i was just thinking like it'd be great like just a mental image of pat militich like you know getting bill gates in a headlock and just forcibly vaccinating him and then literally within two seconds bill gates has like instantaneous autism <laughs> and his like eyes get crossed and his mouth droops over but he still has time to look at the camera look right into the camera <laughs> We had the same idea. <laughs> uh, okay, well, anyway, closing thoughts. Oh, man. We, <sighs> we almost want to do a part two to this. Yeah, that's it. It's almost Get more of our ducks in a row. Yeah, because this is a really good preliminary kind of discussion to it, but I feel like we haven't even really delved into it to the point that we could. You know what I mean? Yeah, part two coming up. Oh, I've almost forgot. Okay. So there is a solution to the coming apocalypse. You, you know what it is, right? What is the solution, Chris? Here's why I felt so sick. I, I'll admit it. You got to eat your neighbors, bro. I will eat Fine. my neighbors. I'm not letting my kids die. I'll, I'm just going to be honest. My superpowers being honest, I've extrapolated this out, and I won't have to for a few years since I got food and stuff, but I'm literally looking at my neighbors now and going, I'm ready to hang them up and gut them and skin them and chop them up. You know what? I'm ready. My dog. I'm ready to, man. Daughters aren't starving to death. I'll eat my neighbors. See, my superpower is being honest. I'll eat your ass. I will. The point is, is have you thought about that yet? Because I'm somebody that thought I could fix this, and I'm starting to think about having to eat my neighbors. You think I like sizing up my neighbor, how I'm going to haul him up by a chain and chop his ass up? I'll do it. <laughs> my children aren't going hungry. I will eat your ass. <laughs> this gets better every time I listen to it. And that's why I want the globalists to know. I will eat your ass first. You're not. We're going to dig you out of those bunkers. We're going to dig you out of those holes. You make us eat. Up. Let me tell you something right now. I swear to God, if it's the last thing I do, I'm going to get my hands around your throat. And you know, that's why you're begging for peace right now. You should have thought about that when you turned down Christ a long time ago. Okay, so one thing I realized is I definitely need to isolate the clip of Alex Jones saying, I'm going to eat your ass. I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> for for future use. Yeah. All right, well, what did we learn today? Recap. Um, comets, when they land, usually not good. Associated <laughs> with bad things, right? Harbingers of, of apocalyptic events. We read some of the Bible. We learned about vaccines slash viruses. The DARPA guy was kind of unclear that can get rid like a vaccine for religion. Well, the fun, virus fun is the, the virus is the vector for the vaccine, right? So when you like an aerosol vaccine, um, there's it sprayed out of like a, like a crop dust out of a plane. Yeah, like chemtrails. Yeah. And they've been doing that stuff like um, there's people that talk about how, you know, the, the chemtrails have been kind of giving people forced immunization for a long time in ways 
Um, God only knows what's in that shit that they're spraying on us. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, what else did we learn? The Hopi prophecy, the blue and the red kachina, yeah. how that coincides with the book of Revelation. And while um, we were going, I did Google a bunch of, or actually DuckDuckGo, most of it, Google a little bit, a bunch of what we were talking about. Mm. And so I'll link some of that in the show notes. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, definitely do a part two. Yeah. Um, but the most important thing is get ready to eat your neighbors and feed them <laughs> to your kids. Now get ready to eat the eat the controllers first. See, I thought that it was pretty whack at first. I was like, "What the hell is this dude implicating?" <laughs> he he at does, first. He's a you could call it genius, or you could just call it like him correcting himself after he goes too far. But he has a way of saying something outlandish and crazy to get your attention, and then talks real right afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, also also just like. Never a boring moment with Jones, man. Nah. Probably the greatest entertainer alive on earth today. I can't think of anyone that beats him. Like <laughs> during the Mueller report, he like threatened to shoot Bob M- Mueller in the face. <laughs> Robert Mueller. Yeah, and then he goes, politically, not violently. I'm going <laughs> to meet you at high noon, though. I'm going to pull my gun. He's <laughs> like, I-, I can't do it justice. It's one of those guys that's just like, every time you try to quote him, you're like, yeah, you guys just got to hear the whole thing because, by God. Alex Jones certainly is an enigma. That's for sure. He's red-blooded American. I don't think anybody's more patriotic than that son bitch. <laughs> All right, yeah. Uh, part two coming soon. Part um, two. And, um, yeah, eat your neighbors. Special thanks to Caleb on. for being here for the first 10 or 15 minutes. Special thanks to Dr. Kaizen, Dr. Professor Kaizen Esquire. Grand Solar Captain. Yeah, Grant. Dr. Professor. <clears throat> okay, wait. Dr. Professor Kaizen Esquire, the Grand Solar Captain of the Atlas Comet. <laughs> Actually flew here on the comet to talk to us about it. On Well, you flew here on one of the pieces that broke up, right? I had to execute a pretty harrowing halo jump from the from the fragment that I jumped off of. Yeah, luckily I was pretty well prepped beforehand. I, I was able to uh, do it safely. Do you have any neighbors like on the comet to eat? Yeah. Like any of them you can eat? Did you eat any of them yet? No, no. My boy Phil made me some really good stew though. Wait, I thought his name was Phil. Why'd you just call him Stew? He made stew. Oh, you caught me. You caught me. You You caught my guy. You did eat him. Ah. All right, peace.